1: Foundations. We apply our understanding of the world to what we're reading in the Bible that was written thousands of years ago to an ancient document. And you can actually come up with very wrong definitions and understanding. So context, culture, definitions are really, really important.
0: Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Welcome to a brand new program, which is exploring the importance of the Hebrew foundations of Christianity. And I guess the the challenge here, Mandy, is going to be to try and do this without people just immediately switching off or having their eyes roll back in the head to think, oh, here we go, another Hebrew roots program.
1: Yeah, and I can completely understand why people think that. Anything to do with uh, Jewish or Hebrew foundations, they immediately think of, you know, those very creative people that they know who get very excited about Jewish or Hebrew foundations and then can go a little bit strange we don't want to do that we just realistically as a Gentile uh, we actually don't have to become Jewish we don't have to try to be Jewish we don't have to embrace uh, embrace Jewish customs or cultures or dress code or daily traditions or rituals not not at all not at all but the really important thing is that if you want to understand the Bible correctly context, and culture, and environment, and setting is actually really, really important. And we'll unpack that a little bit as we go. But it's really, really important that we understand what God says about his own word. And I want to read to you something that Paul instructed Timothy. And it's from 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15. It says, "...be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who doesn't need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth." So that tells me that there is a possibility that you can inaccurately mishandle Mm. the word of truth. So there's an
0: element of diligence that's required in in this. It's not just a matter of sort of skimming over the surface. And I guess those cultures and customs and I guess the history, the foundations, are important for us to at least have an understanding of. Not necessarily embracing or adopting, but understanding where they're coming from.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's actually nowhere in um, in the Bible that says that a, a Gentile has to become a Jew. And there's actually nowhere that says a Jew needs to try to become a Gentile in order to be acceptable to God. Mm. But we are commanded to understand Scripture correctly. We are commanded to rightly divide it and handle it accurately, as we've just read. I think what happens is, Robbo, sometimes what we do is that we read the Scripture from... Uh, A Western mindset and I would say here from an Australian mindset and we apply Australian or our understanding of the world to what we're reading in the Bible that was written thousands of years ago to an ancient document and you can actually come up with very wrong definitions and understanding so context culture definitions are really really uh, important And God also had instructions for the Jewish people that were just for the Jewish people and uh, many people have actually adopted them for themselves. One of those was circumcision. That was a physical sign of God's covenant with his people Mm. and that was to be a perpetual covenant for just his people. Now other people have embraced that but God used that symbol of physical circumcision, and then said to his people, I want you to circumcise your hearts, to mm. cut away that flesh of sin and everything else so that you're separated to me. So there was a physical and a spiritual aspect to that.
0: Yeah, and I guess that's uh, really the initial covenant, isn't it? I mean, that was it the covenant is. that God gave to Abraham, which set him apart to become the what would be the Jewish race.
1: Precisely. But one of the things that a lot of Christians today don't realise is that the very early church became quite anti-Semitic. And I know it's very difficult for Australians, uh, Australian Christians to understand that because it's never been in our culture to be anti-Semitic or racist at all. It's never been a part of our psyche. And so a lot of um, Auss- Aussie Christians are unaware of just how bad um, anti-Semitism was throughout the centuries uh, but it was appalling. And when they find out, it's it's quite abhorrent to them. They also find it very difficult that many of the church fathers were very anti-Semitic. And, and this um, there was a severing of any uh, historical Jewish or Hebrew connection to the Christian faith. By Constantine in particular, it started with the second century, but in particular uh, under Constantine is when it started and it became very ingrained in the church. But what happens if you you sever from the foundations or the roots? Because Paul in Romans said, you know, these are the roots, the Jews are the roots, Mm. and we are grafted in. He said if you sever from that, then you can make the scriptures mean anything you want to. Mm. And definitions are actually very, very important. I mean, today, if I said to you, I mean, okay, let me just back up a little bit. If I was to talk about marriage, marriage has been in the media a lot for months. The definition of marriage, okay, definition of marriage throughout history has always been a man and a woman joined together legally Mm -hmm. and the procreation of children that comes from that. You change the definition of marriage – as that, what it's always been, particularly as what we see in the Scripture, what happens in a couple of decades or a century or whatnot from now when people pick up the Bible and it's talking about marriage? Well, if marriage today can mean any combination of genders hmm. or numbers of people, if that's how it progresses, are they going to read the Bible and say, oh, marriage, that's talking about whatever the definition means yeah, that's now? Right. Yeah. And again, I would say here's another one that's very much in the media today. What about the word gay? I'm only using these terms because they're right in the media now. It's it's hitting us right between the eyes now. The word gay 100 years ago meant carefree, happy, joyful. And if if a book was written 100 years ago called A Gay Holiday at the Seaside, you would naturally think it's about a carefree holiday mm. at the beach. Yep. But if it was written in today's environment, you would... Honestly, think that it would meaning something totally different, one hundred percent different. So definitions have meaning. See, we can't apply scripture with a modern definition of the words that we read there. We've mm. got to go back to when it was written because it's not enough to know yeah. what it says. We have to know what it means by what it says. Yeah, exactly.
0: And I guess the reality is that ninety-nine uh, percent of the Old Testament is written by Jewish authors. I mean, all of the yes. kings were Jews, as we, we've talked about yeah. Abraham being, uh, you know, set apart uh, yeah. as, as the father of the Jewish. Race, yeah. so we've got to understand the the cultural and the the contextual history of all that, so that we can yeah read it diligently as we we reference it. Absolutely, in that, that, there's, there's that only verse one
1: chapter in the entire Bible that was written by a non-Jew, and that was King Nebuchadnezzar as his testimony mm-hmm. in the Book of Daniel. Yeah, otherwise, it was completely written by Jews, as you said. The kings, our yeah. Messiah is Jewish. Well, I was Jewish. just going to
0: say Jesus was a Jew, yeah. wasn't he? So all of the disciples, we can't discount that.
1: All Jewish. They, you know, the first church for about the first decade, all Jews. Mm. Until the gospel started to go yeah. out to the Gentiles They were all Jews So really you don't have to become a Jew But we do need to understand Jewish heritage and culture yes. I mean and here's a, here's a really important reason Why we must interpret correctly Remembering who the author is of the book Human authors but God breathed Okay so the book is God's He's the author Let's just say hypothetically Robo, You write a book on I mean what's something you love You love rugby league All right. So let's say you write this detailed, comprehensive book (laughs) on what you're passionate about, and it's rugby league. And I pick up a copy of your book, and I read it, and I decide to go on a speaking tour. And when I stand up, I say, I've just read this most amazing book by Andrew Robinson. It's the most extraordinary book on the history, methods, and techniques of cake decorating. And it's wonderful. I've learned so many lessons from this book. Four things have happened here. Five, actually. First of all, I insult and offend you, the author. All right? Because you say, I know nothing about cake decorating, <laughs> and that's not what my book is about. I misrepresent you and the authority, expertise, and the message that you have tried to convey. I lead other people in a wrong direction and, and what you stand for.
0: Mm.
1: I lead people into error and, from the Bible's point of view, possibly damnation. hmm and then I also discredit and disqualify myself. And I have, in fact, whether I mean it or not, have become a false teacher and a purveyor of lies.
0: So I think 10 minutes in the sin bin for you, Mandy, for that. <laughs> for sure. And
1: I would deserve it. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is, is that if you really want to understand God's Word, which was written by Jews, In a Jewish context, culture and setting with all their traditions and their lifestyle and practices with the definitions that they employed at that time if we want to know what not just what what God's Word says but what it means Mm. when He says it we have to understand the culture and context in which the Word was written.
0: And that's what we're going to be doing daily on this uh, exciting new program. Looking forward to digging into this more understanding the foundations of our faith.